This is Building Grit, one call at a time. In this podcast, I take my experiences that I've had and I use those to show how I've built grit. And often now, I bring on guests to kind of talk about their story and how they've built grit. Uh, and today, I'm super excited to introduce to you Shannon Boyle. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nick. How are you? Very good. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, it's really good to get not only somebody else's perspective, but also a, a woman's perspective of things, you know, because a lot of my guests so far have been men, although I did do a podcast with my wife that I'm getting ready to re- release here soon, which is super awesome and fun. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's super. It's pretty. It was pretty good. Um, I kind of caught her. I didn't tell her any of the questions I was going to do with her, so I really caught her off guard. I didn't allow her to prepare, which you yeah with my wife. Um, <laughs> it was super fun. Anyways, but yeah, what I was getting at is that I just don't. I haven't had a chance to really get women on here to talk to them. So I'm really excited to have have you on here. Although I did talk to uh, the nurse Danny, which was a super cool conversation just about her story. So. That's cool. Well, women are super cool. So thanks for having us all. Absolutely. And you guys, we all build grit, right? We all have our our own story. We all have this, this way of how we've done things. And you know, I'm on this podcast. That's what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to remind people that, you know, there is shit that happens in your life that sucks. You know, it happens to all of us. None of us are immune from having something bad happen to us. At some point in your life, something shitty is going to happen and you're going to have to deal with it. And often people just let things happen to them and then they never deal with it, right? And then so they just are in this, always this really downward spiral of just crappy stuff happening to them and them never taking charge of their lives. Yeah. Now you have taken charge and you have made some changes for yourself. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about your story so my listeners kind of have a good idea of where you came from and, and where you are right now. Yeah. So I was blissfully unaware. Nothing bad had happened to me, you know, going through life really so like happy, joyful, super blessed. And about 11 years ago, I'll share my crazy story because it was the craziest story, but it will come full circle. And especially with what you share and then like my journey. So I'm a mom of four. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had the luxury of like raising my babies and being at home and being the homemaker. And I absolutely loved it. And one day, well, all four of my kids, they were eight and two, two years old. They were like, that was their age range. We found a woman committing suicide in our family hot tub. Totally out of blue, totally shocked us. We found her. It threw me into PTSD for whatever reason. Like it just set my whole system out of whack and flipped my life upside down. And so PTSD is crazy because what it does is throws your whole body out of whack. So it messes with your sleep, your digestion, your mood, and your energy all at one time. Life no longer looked normal to me. Got very dark very fast. And I had this this whisper inside Nick that said, do not medicate this, Shannon, because you will never know when you can come off those meds. Mm. Because the meds will work to numb out that horrible pain you're feeling, which none of us want to feel, but they will also confuse you in knowing if you've actually healed it at the root cause or if you're, you've just numbed it. So I, I set out on a journey to heal it naturally and holistically so that I knew when I was back to me because I knew that that was just a situational thing. And that that wasn't my norm. That wasn't my compass from where I had been navigating, you know, 
the first 30 plus some years of my life. So I set out on this journey and I've been on it for about 11 years now and I've learned so much along the way. And like you said in the beginning, I could have avoided it. It would have been really easy to numb that out, to stop feeling it. Because as humans, we don't want to feel pain. We'll do anything to get out of it. Mm. And I was willing to feel it so that I could heal it. That's pretty much the beginning of my story, which is, you can imagine 11 11 years more, there's a lot to it. But that was the beginning of it. Yeah. So tell me more about this woman. Did you know this woman? Was she just some random woman? So interesting. I did not know her. So right after it happened, and I, I'm a very spiritual being, and I'm always like, nothing happens by accident. I believe that. Like everything is meant for something. And so, of course, in my mind, and this, this fed the PTSD, I was like, why me? Why my house? Right? Like she was, she was random. She, we didn't know her. She wasn't even from the neighborhood. We found out later. And then everybody around me was like, why your house? And our hot tub was set off. You couldn't even see it from the street. She had to pass like three or four pools to get to us. So I'm like, how? Right? So like that question kept ruminating through my head, which is part of PTSD, by the way, is rumination. Um, So long story short, we found out through her family that she was bipolar, right? A mood disorder. And she didn't like being on her meds and would occasionally take herself off of them, which is really dangerous when you're on that kind of pharmaceuticals to just self, to take yourself off without medical supervisions, which she did. And when she did that, she went into this episode. Mm. So full circle on my journey of healing, which is why when people have pain, I'm like, it's okay. It's your gift if you can get through the healing, right? So now I help people heal through their journey. And come full circle, like if somebody was doing what I'm doing now to help people heal through that space, like sh- that would have not happened to her. But right. she lost her life to set me on my life journey. And so I'm forever grateful for her. Mm. That's, that's super interesting. It's interesting you say there was a couple of things that you talked about. You know, number one, it is so true. Medication, it's a very slippery slope often. Some of these, I can't think of any that don't. These antipsychotic medications... I don't know, maybe you can tell me if you know, but most of them, one of the side effects is suicide. Yeah, isn't that the craziest thing ever? Which is super crazy because we're going to give this medication that could be a a side effect could be that you're going to commit suicide from taking this medication. Right. So the medication to make you happier is going to take your possibly take your life. Yeah. And I love the fact that you say like, hey, I recognize I didn't want to medicate myself because for me, I've seen some shit, like some straight up shit often. And I chose not to take medication because I knew that that was not going to cause, fix the root problem. Yep. Right. And so for me, I know, you know, I'm not, if you take medication and you have to take medication and it helps you, like, that's good. That's awesome. You should not stop taking medication because of this conversation that you're listening. Right. A hundred percent. We're talking about for us, for our story, for what we went through. And this has to be very individualized to you as to how you deal with, with your stuff. Yep. Right. Well, I think it's like a cast, right? If you have to go to pharmaceuticals, and sometimes people have to, right? It's like a cast for a broken bone. It's like, what's the plan to get that cast off? Absolutely. I 100% agree. You have to. You might have to set it to stabilize it 
so that it can get some healing time. But then like, is there, and that's what I see missing. There's no plan to get that cast off. Yes. It's just a lifetime. And, and I do know this for sure. And it's not always as extreme as suicide, but they cause, it causes more problems. And we'll get into that. Like, I'll tell you what kind of problems it causes because it's actually just so, it's the hamster, it causes a hamster wheel is what it does. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've encountered, I, because I do IV treatments on the side, it's part of what's one of my, my side gigs when we do uh, the treatment, it's called NAD plus and NAD plus is for people who are addicted to alcohol, opioids, um, and these benzos, these benzos yeah. really mess people up. So I've had some interactions with people to talk about like, Hey, I wish I would have never got on the benzos to deal with my psycho problems, my psychotic problems or my mentality, because now I'm in this downward spiral of the benzos are they just they make me feel terrible they make me feel yeah. terrible constantly and so I, I love that you said it's a cast and so if you if you're in a place right now where you're struggling with with you know benzos or any psych medications understand that you need to have some type of plan to get through that for me I I never took I may have tried something once or twice but it just never felt right for me. For me what I did and what I still rely on often is I use NLP for my mind so neuro linguistic programming. I I do a lot of visualization and taking control over my thoughts. Uh, and yeah. that's how I've gotten through it for me is taking control over that. You know, you know that I I do a lot of healing work and energy work and I'm like you look at my bedside table books, you're like, either she's a basket case or like really into healing because like everything's a self-help book. And one of the people I follow, do you follow Eckhart Tolle at all? Yep, absolutely. He says, it's never the situation that causes the discomfort. It's the thoughts about the situation, mm. right? So our thinking is so powerful and it, the situation is always neutral. It's what we attach to it. It causes the suffering. Super interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's crazy. The mind is so strong. We don't yeah. realize how strong our minds are. We don't give our minds enough credit. And mindset, I am constantly reminded how important mindset is and how important the space that you're in. Because for me, the profession I'm in, like, by all intents and purposes, I should be fucked up all the time. Oh, yeah. You, got, you see, talk about what you see. Like, you see right. what I saw on a daily basis. Yeah, it's consistent. I mean, I can, mm -hmm. you know, with this corona going on, I can tell you case after case after case after case of suicides. I mean, and bad, bad suicides. You know, yeah. ones that were super intense. But I have changed my mindset of how I look at those because I had to because of the yeah. I come from because of where I'm, where I'm at in life. Right. And so, and you know, something I want to bring up is that where you are in your life and where I am in my life is completely different. And so for anybody to have an expectation, like for me to have an expectation that somebody is going to handle the stuff the same way that I handle it, it's just not good. And that's not the truth because you are going to be in a completely different space and living in a different environment than I am. I should never try to get you to meet me in my space to understand what I'm going through, I should meet you in your space, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, so that, you know, and when I meet you in your space, you're more open and I can help you understand me better if I meet you, right? It's the only space people want you to meet them in. <laughs> and like kudos to you because it takes an evolved thinker like to come out of ego to go into somebody else's space, right? Like it's it's no longer, it's like, what's in it for me? 
it needs to leave you to go into like, how can I serve you? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Can I back up for one minute? Because I think a really important thing that has to be shared here is what I've learned. And because of the population that you serve and like the population that I serve, what I know is that we all have a level of trauma and trauma is the disruptor. And trauma doesn't have to be catastrophic like you and I have seen and experienced, but it can be like daily stressors. It could be a fight with someone. It could be any disruption that's going to throw your central nervous system out of balance and out of harmony. That's considered trauma. I think I was blessed with PTSD. I call it a blessing because I got it at the worst level that you could have it, right? I got all the paranoia thoughts. I got sleep issues. I got insomnia. I got digestion issues, energy tank, all of it, right? Like I got it all at one time. So it helps me to to get into the space of where other people are. I can totally understand it. And people with PTSD get all those symptoms at one time. And that's why when they say PTSD, you're like, oh, that's big, right? Like mm-hmm. we typically think of like soldiers or sexual violent victims. Oh man, that's, but- so, that's so true. That's one thing I want to say is that just because you have, P- like everybody can have PTSD. I don't care who you are. Yep. It's a spectrum. Again, if we talk about being in the space that you're in and understanding the space that you're in and what happened to you caused you to get that PTSD. Because there might be some people listening going, well, there's no way this lady had PTSD. Well, who are you to judge that? Because you're not, because you're not, I'm not in your space. They're not in your space, right? So that happens. The other thing is because it's a spectrum, right? It's a stress spectrum and we all have stress, every single one of us. And so like when somebody's on the far end of the spectrum, like an intense side of the spectrum and you have all these symptoms show up and you want to shut it down. Trust me. That's why people numb, right? So let's say you're on the the lighter side of the spectrum of just chronic daily normal stress. You might only experience one of the symptoms. You might have insomnia or you might have brain fog or you might have digestion issues, but you never associate them with the stress, right? It's 98% of all of our dis-ease comes from stress. So when we can now like look at it from that perspective, either you're going to have a lot of stress symptoms or maybe you just have one stress symptom. And how can we take care of that stress symptom? How can we rebalance the central nervous system from whatever trauma it took on to get you back? Because the, the human body is magnificent, right? Yeah. And the people that you're treating, Nick, or, or receiving, they're not, they're, some of them are past treatment, right? Like the ones taking their lives are past treatment. If it was a trauma issue from the beginning that didn't get dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking to people, I know PTSD for me is a really hot topic around the firehouse, like, you know, because I'm surrounded by guys who are military guys who it's a mm-hmm. hot topic for them. And often I find it's that their stubbornness of that they think that because they're so strong and because they can get through this stuff that other people shouldn't have that disease, right? They shouldn't yeah. have the PTSD because they think, oh, I'm so strong. I can handle all this stuff. Number one, often those dudes do have PTSD. That's I was going to say, have they really dealt with it though? <laughs> right. often, they, often they have unrecognized PTSD that they're not that their ego doesn't allow for them to just say, "Yeah, I got this thing." I'm one of the guys who I always came from the space where I didn't like to say I have PTSD because then it's a weakness. So I can completely come 
see where they're coming from. It's because oh, yeah. you're like, oh, that's a weakness. But I now I recognize that I absolutely do have the symptoms of PTSD on a regular occurrence. However, I don't allow for those to control my life. And so day to day, I don't allow, my mentality is, is that, is that stuff is not going to control me because I control it and I've learned how to control it. You have tools, right? right? You have tools like in the that, toolbox. But right. the other thing is you've made a decision. Like I made a decision 11 years ago that I was going to find my way out of that black hole. And it was right. not going to be by drugging myself and numbing myself. It was going to be doing the work. I, I made a commitment to do the work. Like you don't get, you don't get out of that for free. Like you have to show up for yourself. Right. Now you've had this shitty thing that happens and now you got to figure out how you're going to deal with it. Yeah. It was building grit. I mean, talk about building grit. Like my hole was freaking, it was deep and it was dark. Right. And, but I also, can I share my, my law of polarity for listeners? Cause like I, I love this. This helped me so much. And I know it to be for true. And I've seen it many, many times is that the law of polarity is one of the spiritual laws of the universe. Like it's like the law of gravity, right? Like it is what it is. It's, it's a proven theory. And law of polarity states that everything has equal distance. Everything has to have equal amount of balance, right? Nature is balance mm. always. And so as far, I, I've, think in terms of left and right with this. So, but it could be up and down. However, it comes to you visually, like as far as the ball goes up, it has equal distance to go down, right? So on a spectrum of pain, as far as you are going to the left with your pain, and mine was pretty far left, right? Like it disrupted my life a lot. The law of polarity states you have equal distance to go to the right where grace is. And I'm now far to the right, right? Like now I'm helping thousands of people through their struggle, right? And that feels pretty good. I'm in service mode. I'm in healing mode, service mode, which really I think that's what we're here to do as humans is to to serve. And so when people are in that dark to the left, I say it's okay. That means you got something special coming if you show up for it. If you commit to like doing the work, finding your tools, being consistent, showing up for your own life, making decisions to show up, you have equal opportunity of grace on the other side. So I say, if, you, if you're far left, I'm like, come on, man. That means you got something special inside you. Like, let's find it. Right. It's almost like a springboard. It's almost like that arrow. Like, it's like that arrow is getting yeah. back real hard and yep. ready to get loosed. Right. And right. Like how far does that arrow go if you pull back really hard? But if you only pull back a little, you only get to spring a little. Exactly. Right. So when you go all the way back and you get that full extension and then you let that, that arrow loose. And it's painful, right? Like getting that, pulling that all the way back, it's not comfortable. That's so I'm not saying your darkness is comfortable. I'm not saying your pain is comfortable. It is not. And you absolutely can pray for quick healing. <laughs> like, get me the hell out of this space. Like, give me my lesson and let me go, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is that, like, be hopeful that if you, if you do the work, which we're all here to do our healing work, right? Like, no, like you said early on, like, none of us are without experience some sort of disruption in life. Right. One thing I want to say, though, too, is that I do want people to keep in mind, like, just as an arrow is, when you're getting pulled back real hard, remember that you still have to aim that arrow when it gets loose, because you could aim it the wrong place and get shot straight into the ground in front of you, and then you're right back at it, right? And so you still have to have intent of, like, I am going to get through this. That's where that intent comes in. 
is that I, I would say that the intent is in the aiming because yeah. if you don't have the intent and the want and the drive to get through it and you're not yeah. aiming out of it, you're just going to, if you just, you know, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. You're never going to get in the direction that you're wanting to go. You've got to yeah. have some type of intent and mindset of like, okay, like you said, I will get through this. I will not have this problem anymore. Right. And so that was you aiming your arrow. You aimed your arrow and then you loosed it. And it was right on target because you said, and you had the mindset of like, I am going to get through this crap no matter what. I'm yeah. not going to let it control me. A hundred percent. And I surrounded myself with people that were going to support that decision. So my audience had to be supportive of that and not they had to believe it with me, right? Like who you surround yourself is really important. That's why I love that you're doing this podcast and that you're speaking out loud because you might be one person support system. You know, you might be that one person that they're listening to that like, oh God, Nick went through it. I can get through it. Like you're leading the way. You're showing us what's possible. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I probably have, I don't know how many listeners I have for sure, but I've got less than 500 downloads, which is not very many. However, it's still worth it to me to do this podcast if I reach one person. Yeah, I agree. And I'm finding that the more I do, the more of these podcasts I release, the more people start to download. The more people are are hearing me, the more people are, are, you know, listening to this. And again, it's all about the journey, right? Like nobody's going to, I, you know, I have not had a huge Facebook following or Instagram or any of that stuff. But what I'm doing is I'm putting in the work right now. And I am doing everything I can do to number one, help people. And number two, just get, get it out there. Like, Hey, I'm doing something that's not usual. This is not a usual type of conversation people have, right? They don't talk yeah. about the hard shit. That's hard to talk about. They don't talk about the suicide that they went through or, you know, the, the trauma in your life that you've gone through. Because often what I find when I start to talk to people is that we all have these things that make us who we are, but we don't talk about those. What's the first thing you ask somebody when you meet them? What do you do for a living, right? So that's what we ask. That's how we define people. We define them by what they do for work. Or how are you? And they say, fine. I'm like, what the hell is fine? Like, <laughs> yeah. so right. never talk about that shit that's really going on. Because yeah. All have something that's really going on with us. Well, you brought up a good point about that it took you a long time to talk about that you had PTSD, right? And it was embarrassing for me for years to say I had anxiety or, oh my God, forget if I said I had like a little bit of depression going on because I'm a high achiever. And for me to say I'm tired and I'm burnt out and like sad is like, goes completely against my identity as a high achiever. Mm. And so it was embarrassing for so long that I wouldn't admit it. I would just hide. I would, I would seclude, hide, disappear. And people would be like, where have you been? I'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> like when I'd finally come out of my funk, right? And then nothing's happening. You're not fixing anything. It's just you're festering it and it's getting worse. Yeah, How invigorating is it to actually finally admit that and say it out loud? Like how much better did that make you feel? Just admitting that you had this issue. Well, the cool thing, it, it was really uncomfortable, truthfully, especially when I went out loud on social media, because I was like, finally got brave enough to do it, to share it publicly. Uh-huh. Um, really super uncomfortable. But the cool thing was how many people immediately were thanking me. So I knew I hit a, I knew I hit a button and I was like, at this point to not go forward would just be my ego 
being like fearful of being judged or whatever. And I was like, the the problem of mental wellness is so much bigger than my ego. Like I'm going to sacrifice my ego. I'm going to tell it to shut up and I'm just going to get to business here. Mm -hmm. And if people decide they don't like me or they want to judge me, they're going to need what I have more than anybody else. Because people that are in judgment mode are not mentally well, right? Like, and I don't mean mentally ill. I mean mentally well. It's, it's a total difference. It's about being vibrant, having confidence, having full energy. Like people that feel good treat people well. People that don't feel good are not. So I was like, I, I can't worry about those people anymore if they're not going to support me, which I don't even know if they do or don't. I don't even know, but that's all ego playing tricks on us, right? Like I'm sure you had some fears coming out loud, right? Like absolutely. What if, what if my, my guys like make fun of me? What if they like harass me and you know, I'm the I'm butt honestly, of all already, the I've already had some of that. Like I've already had some of that. Like uh, I've had a lot of really good feedback and then I've yeah. had a few. They're like, like, who are you to be doing this? Why are you doing yeah. this? Yeah. And I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just nope. saying. Nope. Like, but we might. Yeah. If you keep it up, people, we might mention <laughs> your name. <laughs> you know, that to me, that shows that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it like, did me too. It fueled me. It's with somebody. It's striking chords with somebody. Like somebody was like, hey, man, you, you've been really positive. Like, but do you really, do you really back that up? Do you really do that? Are you positive in everything you do? And I'm like, yeah, actually I am. And have I done some shit that's bad that I, I don't want to say I regret because I don't really live in regret. Yeah. Have, have I done things that were not nice? Absolutely. Have I done or said things that were mean? Absolutely. However, yeah, human. however, I, I am in my moment right now doing what I know to do best. I'm doing what I know how to do and I'm going to do it my best. And I'm going to continue to do that every day. I am going to grind away. I'm going to get, build more grit. And honestly, at this point, if you come to me and you say that I'm doing this or doing that and you think it's ridiculous, like, awesome. That means that even again, I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing. Yeah. I think you just got to go from your heart and you can't get you wrong. So if you're speaking your truth from your heart, you can't get that wrong. And that's what, you know, it's so interesting because I build 100% on social media and I'm by nature an introvert. And I, when I first started, I, ne I didn't have any pictures of myself. I've never, forget it, seen me on video. Like you would, just not happening. So I had to get comfortable getting in front of the camera, right? And what I have found, because I now train people to do what I'm doing, I teach them. And what I found is that people have a really hard time being themselves. Like that is like, I mean, if you want to look at like what's going wrong in America, like that's probably should be number one. We're not really being ourselves. We have all these, all these shields up, all these walls, all these things, all these things protecting us. But I will tell you this, since stripping away some of that stuff, and I still got work to do, like this is not at all anywhere near perfection it's opened up my life tremendously when when i stopped being fearful of what other people thought it has opened up my life like i can't get it wrong anymore i've already i've gone out there do you feel that do you know what i'm saying like you're once you've exposed yourself i'm like i'm fully exposed here it is i can't get it wrong anymore so either you're going to dig it or you're not and i'm cool either way right it doesn't matter right? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. What matters is that I'm making a difference in someone's life. Yeah. I am speaking into someone's life. And again, if it's one person that I save yep. a suicide or I save from, you know, I come from the space of, I have 
a friend that was a close coworker that committed suicide and he called me the night before he did it and I didn't answer the phone. So you know what? Like I've already, like that's as bad as it gets for me is that I missed that phone call and I purposefully didn't answer the call, Right. you know? And so for me, it's like, okay, that's pretty much worst case scenario. And so if I can now help somebody through that, right? If I can get them through that one hang up that's causing them, you know, their problems, it's all worth it in my opinion. Yeah. All All my time. So in that situation, like that's a pretty painful situation. You feel like you let someone down, right? Like you could have been the catalyst between life and not, right? And, but then like if you could put the law of polarity in there, right? Like as shitty as you felt from that situation, look at what you're doing now. See where the grace comes in? Like, that was a shitty, 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 shitty feeling. But now you get equal opportunity by showing up and doing this work. Right. Now I get a chance. I get a chance to help somebody possibly. And it's worth it. Yeah. worth it. So let's talk a little bit more about this situation that you had. So, you know, you kind of, you realize that you you have this PTSD, you realize, you know, you're going to get through it. You start to do the work, you know, and we've talked before. And was there a pivotal moment to where you really felt like, okay, I'm finally starting to really get through this because you started doing your work, right? And then yeah. and there's times, there's, it's not, it's hard to always put a really a designated like this event, but I do know for me, there's been a lot of pivotal moments in my life. Like for example, for me, it was discovering the NLP and realizing how much control I had over my memories. One of my biggest things for me, my pivotal moments was about a year and a half ago, roughly, maybe a year ago, recognizing the fact that I control my memories. And that was such a pivotal moment. Oh, you're going to have to teach me that one day. <laughs> <laughs> because it was because I thought that my memories controlled me and that they came to my mind because I would wake up with nightmares. Bad yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. And just things that I would just flash over. I mean, when you see dead kids and you know, it's there, it's just shitty. Right. And I recognize that I control those memories. I can bring them up and make them real big, or I can shrink them down Mm. into a small thing. And so, right. It's your thoughts about the situation that causes the pain, right? Right. So that was my pivotal moment. Do you have a pivotal moment that you can? Yeah, for sure. The very first. So I, thank God, a friend referred a Reiki master to me. I never heard of Reiki and Reiki is energy healing. And she referred me to this woman and I was probably like three or four weeks into the PTSD, which is a really long time. Some people are in it for years, but like just to put it in perspective, hadn't slept once through the night in all that time, dropped 20 pounds because I was like throwing up food because my body was just rejecting stuff. So it was pretty bad. Paranoid thoughts, thought people were coming to steal my children, completely made no sense, right? So it's like I was in that state for like a month, which is pretty awful when you're a mom of four and have to function. But so fast forward, Reiki energy healing, we're all 100% energy. And when our energy gets blocked, stuck, or just disrupted, it's like if a, if a lamp had like a severed energy cord to the wall, it would spark, right? Like now imagine your body like sparking. So the Reiki helped to rebalance my central nervous system. So that was step one, getting me back into balance. That was step one, taking me from like needing to like be really close to medicating this stuff to numb it all out, right? To being like, okay, oh my God, I can breathe again a little bit. Like I'm seeing some progress. So 
super, super grateful for that. Highly, it's one of my favorite. It's like your, it's like your technique. It will always be one of my favorite tools in my toolbox. My Reiki master recognized that I had like healing gifts, right? As I was in my trauma, she um, trained me to become a Reiki master as well. So I went on from that place of healing, I went into healer, right? Pretty, pretty quickly. So I started to help others feel better, which always helps you feel better too, right? So that was my first like in life changer that set me on my trajectory of being a healer. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. And I, it's funny because before I had my kids, like I have my, my bachelor's in psychology, my master's in social work. So clearly I always liked the, the field of helping people. Mm-hmm. And I do believe this too, Nick, this is crazy. I believe that I was meant to help people and I stopped working my purpose. Like I stopped that piece of my journey to raise my kids, which was amazing. And I loved doing it. But if I look back, and I really was honest and paid attention, like I was losing energy. I was like getting bored. I was not creative anymore. I was no longer cool with just a happy, clean home. Like that used to make me happy, right? Like it was enough for me. But looking back, it wasn't enough. And I think this, this experience showed up in my life to wake me the hell up to get back on my path. Mm. So back to the whole, we all experience pain. I think if you could work through it and get through it, it's here for us, right? It's here to help us and to get us on our journey. And I think it was my humongous wake up call because I was ignoring the whispers. And so my message to anybody listening is if you're getting whispers, don't freaking ignore them because the universe will get louder and louder and louder to the point where you cannot ignore it anymore. Right. Absolutely. It's interesting you say that. You know, one, one thing that I lean in, one of my big things in life in general is that life is happening for us, not against us. You will hear me say that over and over and over again, and you will see me post in social media over and over and over again and say that no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the thing, no matter what it is that is happening, is happening for you. Whether yeah. it's a bad thing or a good thing. It is happening for you. You just have to figure out why it's happening and for what it's going to traject you and where it's going to traject you and how you're going to use that thing that's happening, right? And so often we play the victim mentality, which is a huge problem right now in our nation, in the world, is this whole victim mentality that I'm a victim to everything, right? Instead of looking yeah. at going, hey, here's how I can use this thing that's happened to me. Well, my, my whole goal is to help people step back into their power. When you go victim mode or like, this is it, this is shitty, this is what life is, like you've given up your power. Like, do you want to take your power back? In, in order to take your power back, you got to feed into yourself, right? Like you got to put in whatever the spinach is for Popeye, right? Like you, that's your responsibility. Here's the thing. We're 100% energy beings. And at the end of the day, our only job here on earth is to take care of that energy. Nobody else is going to take care of it for us. So you got to figure out what the energy leaks are and get them the frick out of your life. And then you got to figure out what builds your energy and get more of that in your life. And that's, that's the name of the game. And the higher your energy vibrates, the better you feel. And when you vibrate higher, you attract higher. So if you don't like what life looks like, that's your responsibility to get your energy levels up. 
it's like a radio, right? So if your energy is tuned in at 92.7, you're going to have 92.7 experiences. You can't attract 106.7 experiences if you're vibrating at 92.7. So Reiki helped raise my vibration, right? So clean eating and supplementation raised my vibration. Certain people raise my vibration. So certain books raise my vibration. So like what you put into your life is either going to lower that vibration or raise it. It's so interesting. When I was in the throes of the PTSD, my body would reject junk food. It knew. It was so smart. I later went on to get my health certification because I was so intrigued by this. It would reject junk food. It would allow me to hold on to nutritious food. So it knew the difference. Alcohol would make my paranoia go through the roof. So it was really easy to avoid that because it was lowering my vibration so low that it was like, it was so painful. People would be like, why are you not drinking? I'm like, I wish I could. I can't. Like I physically couldn't because it was so painful. So the body is so, 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 so smart. Alcohol is, is an, people forget alcohol is a depressant. Like it, it yeah. is, there's no way around it. You know, I enjoy having a cocktail. You know, I have learned that I can't do that all the time. It's yeah. because I used it as a tool and alcohol is not a tool, right? So that's where the problem becomes is if you're using alcohol as a tool, you've got a problem. That's yeah. just the facts, right? I use alcohol now as like a social thing, right? right. So I'm having a social drink with friends or we're out and, um, celebrating or we're doing vacation. That's how I use it. I used to use it as my tool to yeah. go to sleep, to wash out the crappy day, to wash out all the other yeah. stuff, to use it to, okay, I'm going to use this thing so I can go to sleep. You were using it as a number. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if you're going to drink alcohol, you better have a plan in place that something is going to come in the following day to raise that vibration back up. So like I've become the master of raising my vibration. So I have, I supplement at the very beginning of my day. Cause I'm like, I want brain optimization. Like I got things to get done in this life and I don't have time for brain fog or low energy. So I immediately start putting things into my body to raise the vibration from the minute, like my feet hit the ground. And then throughout the day, I'm very mindful of like what comes into my day, what people come into my day, because that's your responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility. And the best way we can show up right now during all this craziness, right? Like whatever the heck is going on is just take care of your own energy and get your energy as high as possible so that you can show up to be a beacon of light for somebody else. That's the way we're going to get through this. Right. And you need to remember that you have control over your situation, whether you think you do or not. Yeah. You know, there may not be this. Here's the problem is people want these like huge pivotal moments where everything changes and everything's better. And that's not how this works. It does not work like that. It's small. uh, It's small. One degree changes. If you've ever read Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. It's small one degree changes over time that lead to uh, this point where you, you've had this huge change. Yeah. You know, and people, they want the huge change to happen tomorrow. And it just right. is not going to happen like that. And so I always tell people, just make that one degree of change. And then when it's like, it's like weight loss, for a prime example, you don't ever just see, there's never a moment in your journey of losing weight that you look at yourself and you go, 
Dang. Boom, like, it's all off. It's all off, right? No, every yeah. day it's down a little bit. Right. So just, that's your new norm. Every day you wake up is your new norm and your new norm and your new norm. Like for me right now, I can look at myself and I'm like, man, I've lost a shit ton of weight, like 34 pounds. But I can't remember really that the moment. The day that 34 pounds came off. Yeah, exactly. Well, I could give you the day that I reached that moment of that amount, but where right. my body went from being looking overweight to looking lean and fit, it was, it's just a slow transition, right? And, and yeah. remember that. And that's with everything. It's a, it's a practice, right? Healing yeah. is a practice. It's a journey. And it's really never over. So right. to set the expectation that what can I put in until it's so comfortable, it's just habit or muscle memory. And then what else can I add in after that to make it like I've collected tools over the years, right? right. Like I've added in over the years and some things you know, don't get pulled out again for months or years. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go back and try that again, right? So it's just, it's part of the journey. That's the other problem is people think that you get to a goal and that's it, that it's over with. And you're, that you bring up such a great point. Like it's never over. And that, I yeah. think that one of my problems that I had in my life is what I thought that there was a goal that you reached and then that was it, right? And so I recognize- I mean, if you want to call it a day, but like- right. So I would do that totally. Like I did that, I did the firefighter calendar and that was like, I hit, I hit my yeah. goal and then I got fat again because I didn't have anything to strive towards next. Right. Because I hit a goal and I was like, well, I did it. Uh, now I'm good. Right. right. Of now I have made this decision in my mind. Like, you know, I just got back from Vegas and I'm having GI stuff. So I got to go test it for COVID. Hooray. That thanks to being a firefighter. Let's pray for Nick. Everybody give Nick a prayer that it is negative. Anyways, I mean, so yeah, that's part of my reality now. But yeah, you know, I totally lost my train of thought because of the COVID. Oh, the, having a goal. And like, it's, a, it's an ongoing journey. Like, yeah, it's, it's an mm -hmm. ongoing thing. And so now for me, I have goals. I have mile markers, right? But I know that, like I said, I went to Vegas and now I'm back on my diet. I had this two days yeah. where I, I drank and I ate really bad, but now I got home and now I strive to eat good because right. that's my new normal. And that's the right. That's my new like process of where I am. Well, so I, I, I love brain optimization. I love clear thinking, intuition. And so every day is like, my first goal is every day to see how, how alert can I get my brain to work, right? Because nothing drives me crazier than brain fog. It makes me mad because I think it's the thief of a great life. So yeah. I have a daily goal every day, like, <laughs> see if I can get that brain fired up to full capacity, right? That's objection number one. And then figuring out like what your life goals are, right? Like making life goals. I had a healer. I've had a lot of healers. Um, as mentors in my life. And one of them, she was in her late 70s. And I said to her one day, because, you know, we don't, healing comes with, you, you have to be in pain for change, right? Like the pain is what helps people to change. If we're comfortable, we're not going to change. So like, again, back to like not being mad at the pain, but understanding what it's there for and its purpose. And I said, oh my God, when does it end? When do these lessons end? Like all like burnt out and frustrated and my pain points at one point. She's like, when you decide you're done with life. And I was like, oh, Never. you know, I was like, all right, bring it. Like I'll learn some more, right? Like we don't learn, we grow from the pain. 
We don't grow from the pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a really good place to kind of wrap up this conversation of like, hey, you know, you have gone through this stuff and there is going to continue to be stuff that's going to happen. There is going to continue to be pain that's going to happen. To close out, I want you to explain to the listeners, what are you doing right now to keep yourself trajecting forward? What are a few small things that you do every day to continually move forward and not allow this old Shannon who was stuck in a month-long PTSD downward spiral? How do you control that? that Shannon. Yeah. Well, you are today. Thank you for asking that because it's actually something I'm super passionate about and super excited about. So in the last year and a half, I've partnered with the first and only mental wellness company that is using the gut brain access to help us get through this uh, to become more stress resilient. So I want to say to anybody listening, the gut brain access is the future of health and wellness for the next 10 or 20 years. Mental wellness is the future that we're going into, right? And so I'm partnered with a company that we, we work with supplements to help modulate the stress hormones, quiet those stress hormones, which is our fight or flight, which in PTSD, of course, it's like high alert, but like everyday stressors, it's banging out too. So I, I'm working on my gut brain access and it's been the game changer. It's so it's been 11 years since my trauma and I've he up until I found the gut brain access solution I I probably would have said I was 80% back to me but I still had daily anxiety and I was like why can't I get rid of that last piece of like it was functional right but I always felt it in my throat or in my chest like that's where it would tighten for me and it wasn't until I discovered the healing of the microbiomes in the gut which is responsible for our neurotransmitters, our serotonin, our dopamine, um, our GABA, all the things that help us feel better. It's coming from our gut. So connecting our gut to our brain is the name of the game right now. It's the latest in science and research. And we're seeing so many people that were low functioning like me get their life back. Like people in back to like, I'm not saying get off your meds, but I'm saying there's opportunities. Like I'm seeing people get off of their prescription medications for anxiety and depression. I'm seeing people helping their autoimmune and the inflammation. It's all stress related, right? It's all from the space of the gut. So that's what I'm focused on personally. I'm, I'm a huge meditator. I'm a huge manifester, but it's really about that brain optimization. Nick. It's, that's where it's at, right? Like when our head feels better, when our thinking feels better, we are doing better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And uh, if, if my listeners, if they want to, uh, my wife's part of your team, they can hit up my, my wife, Desiree Dancer. You can find her on Facebook. Um, and then also you can find you on Facebook. Are you on Instagram as well? I have an account. Just don't hit it because I never <laughs> check it. <laughs> you, I feel bad. I was like. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all right. I always ask. Instagram's kind of like the, the new up and coming thing. I know. I was like, I should hire someone to do my Instagram account so it doesn't fall dead into some space. But I'm, I'm a Facebook user. I'm like, I get in my comfort zone and I hang out there and that's just where I'm comfortable. So yeah, absolutely. So they can hit up either my wife or you to kind of learn some more about that and, and yeah. about what that looks like and how they can get involved and maybe see if that would you know help them through their journey. So definitely. Well, I really appreciate you getting on and having this conversation with me. I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, so I think we had some really good uh, conversation around just 
all the crap that's going on with the mental wellness and just some ways to kind of work through that. So I really appreciate your perspective. Yeah. Thank you for doing what you do, Nick. And I just want to end with this. Like I am a very hopeful person as you are too. And I know for sure that all of this going on is here for us as well. So to to help people not get caught up in the drama of it, that there is going to be really great things that come out of all of this. Um, It's the law of polarity, right? It's freaking heavy, which means we're going to get back to the grace. Right. We just got to do our work. It may get worse before it gets better. It we might have to go through some more quarantines. I, you know, getting back from Vegas, I could totally see that happening. Up. I think it could happen too. Um, but however, yeah. there there are always in in big downturns. There are always, you know, like the last economic downturn we had. There was what like huge companies born out of that Uber, Lyft. Yeah. Um, some of these, yeah. They say that all these major companies are born out of these times that happen like this. So there is hope, and there is. Lots of greatness that can come from this. There's massive opportunity right now. It's either to clean up your your physical health, your emotional health. It's like, what were you not prepared for when this all hit? Because if you were prepared, it wouldn't have hit you as hard, right? Like we've got we got to attend to it. But like, there is massive opportunity here. So just figure out where your house is built on sand and start building that section up. That's right. You got to look at it again. And that goes back to that whole look at everything that's happening for you and not to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right keep preaching, bro. Keep bringing it. Like you are the light. So shine brightly, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate you tuning in. This has been another episode of Building Grit, One Call at a Time. I appreciate you tuning in. You can find me on Instagram at building underscore grit. Please make sure to leave me some comments and let me know if there's any content you want to hear. Thanks. I love-